0: Welcome to In My Shoes. It is a podcast for women of color where we're talking about the issues we face every day. And I am your host, Karen Davis-Thompson. And excited as always for two guests. One is someone you've heard from before. I'm going to let them introduce themselves before we get into it. So ladies, hello. How are you? Hi. Hi, I'm good. How are you? Doing just fine. If you guys could go ahead and
1: introduce yourselves and we'll get started. Okay. My name is Zaria Locke. And I'm Kia Jones Baldwin, her mother. (laughs) All right.
0: And we're going to talk a little bit about how I know you guys, right? I have been following Mama there with Raising Culture. So tell us what that's about a little bit, and then it will lead us into this discussion
1: we're going to have today. Okay, great. Yes, yeah, so Raising Cultures was um pretty much a, a Facebook page that started in 2018 um by myself and my husband Ricardo, and we just wanted to pretty much um show our family um because we at, at some point we started to get receive a lot of racism for adopting transracially. So we are a an African American family and we have um three adopted children one who is caucasian and two that are biracial and we just did not realize how um society was going to view that after you know a lot of um caucasian people you know families adopt uh kids or, or kids of color and it seems fine and however when we adopted in the reverse black family, white kid. It just it just kind of turned everything upside down and all around. And so, you know, we just wanted to to kind of get, get us out there and let people know, like, it's fine. <laughs> We're just like any other family. It's going to be all right.
0: <laughs> Tell me about that. And that is how I got to know you all. I was just absolutely floored uh, by the fact that it was that deep for people. I guess maybe I was a little naive. Um, I am a foster and adoptive mom. And while I did not adopt outside of my race, I just don't understand why anybody cares. You know, if you're not going to step up and adopt these babies and they all need a home, why do you care? But clearly, I guess people do care, and they tend to think that they should have an opinion that others should have to listen to. Um, so I've been following. Yeah, it, it blows my Right. <laughs> so I've been following you for a while, and a few weeks ago, you shared a post from Zaria and it was something that she had shared that someone had posted and said the hate dark skin girls get is weird and she's a beautiful darker skin girl you're she's the oldest right
2: zaria you're the oldest um no actually carly's the oldest
0: okay carly's is the oldest okay carly is older so you are the second in line in terms of age right so it is four yeah. altogether two girls two boys right yes okay so i noticed that um, you know, when I saw what your mom had posted about how she felt about what you were going through, it resonated with me because when we first started this podcast, we did a, a series on colorism and it was from an older person's perspective. Let me put it that way. All of us are way older than you. <laughs> and so, <laughs> uh, we talked about experiences that we had. One of my girlfriends, who's probably about your complexion, you know, heard stuff like, oh, you're pretty for a dark skinned girl, which I never understood that, mm-hmm. um, And so uh, I thought, wow, this is an opportunity to talk to someone who in 2020, 2021, is still going through some of the stuff that we're talking about that happened to us when we were kids. And now we're in our 40s, which I know to you probably sounds ancient, girl. (laughs) 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 No, I know it's like, dang. (laughs) So I know, you know, to hear it coming from someone your age, Zaria, how old are you? I'm 17 17. So let's talk a little bit about why you decided what was going on that day that you decided to share uh, that post where he said the hate dark skinned girls get is weird. Why did you decide you wanted to um, post that? And and what has happened since you made that post?
2: Okay. well, around that time, it was a lot of uh, okay the smashes or passes like we would like it was a lot of like trendings like that going around. And every time they got to a dark skin, they would always say, oh, no, you're too black. And I was just like, okay. So there was just a lot of those going around around that time. And I guess a lot of dark skins got fed up. So it was a lot of posting about how it was so much hate towards us. And I was going to post about it because I'm a dark skin. So I posted it. And then I got a lot of people coming back to me like, well, I mean, I just feel like. Yeah, just because that's my preference It's my preference. I'm like, well, you can have your preference. But once you kind of try to bring us down with it, I just feel like you shouldn't. It's not a preference anymore. That's just hate towards our skin color.
0: And that is really a good point. You know, people kill me with that. I guess that's the way they get away with um, some of their racist views or comments, Um, even within our own culture. It's the well, that's just what I prefer. And um, I just think that's kind of hiding behind, you know, a a form of of racism and discrimination within our own group of people, which just I, I don't get. But. Um, you know, to say what I, I that's just what I prefer. Um, I agree with you. I think it's just a form of hate when you're going to tell me that you prefer lighter just because I'm darker. It's not, oh, I prefer girls who are tall and who have this type of hair and who, right? Um, like you know, uh, animals and whatever. You know what I mean? Like you're just yeah. going straight off of the color of my yeah. skin, and it's like. Okay. Uh, so, so what how long has this been something that sorry, has been something that you've dealt with? What are some of the things that people have said to you that um have really caused you to feel like, wow, really? All because I'm darker skinned? What are some of the things you've heard and how has it impacted you growing up? Especially considering that you have three siblings, two who are
2: biracial and one who is Caucasian. Okay, well. I've been receiving like this type of comments since I was in elementary school, like even down to the teachers, like I've had so many backhanded compliments saying, oh, well, you're pretty to be a dark skin. You're too pretty to be dark skin. Um, Making me sit in the back of the classrooms because I was dark skinned, making me sit in the back of the bus because I was dark skinned. And I used to go to a predominantly white school, so everything was different there. That's why I changed schools. But, um, like, I don't know. It's just down to the students, you know, telling me I need to be in the back of the line because I'm dark-skinned. Oh, you can't sit with me because I'm dark-skinned. I'm like, because there's just so much, like, different stuff, which it it just shaped me as a person. Like, I mean, when I was younger, I used to want to change my hair, but I could never change the color of my skin. So, <laughs> it really just made me love my skin more because I was dark-skinned. My mom's also kind of, like, dark, so she was helping me through it as I was growing up, she was like teaching me to love my skin more and more as I grow up. But we got through it. We're here. We're here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and how did you make, how did it make you feel? It's bad enough when we get it from people outside of our race. Um, you know, you kind of expect that we've grown up knowing that racism is real. But how did it make you feel when you would hear it from people who were the same race as you when they would say, um, oh, you're pretty for it? Because I'm sure you heard that from our own race as well a lot of times when people say well, you're pretty for a dark skinned girl that normally comes from us so did it did it that make you feel worse was it the same how did it feel when it was coming from people that were a part of your own race
2: okay well it hurts it feels like a you know like a punch to the stomach when I hear somebody also african-american especially dark skinned boys telling me that I'm too pretty to be a dark skin. When you're you're also dark skinned, I feel like you should be the main one advocating for your dark skin like sisters or whatever you want to call us. Like, I don't feel like you should be the main one bringing us down because I mainly hear it from dark skinned boys the most and not so much of light skinned boys. And it's actually quite sad. (laughs) It really is. And we actually talked about that
0: even when we were uh, as an older group of people talking about colorism, that a lot of times it didn't always um, seem to be the same for darker skinned uh, boys or men as it was for a darker skinned girl. Um, So it's interesting that that is still interesting and sad that we're still having this debate today. Um, And Keo, how did it make you feel? I know that you were very hurt by um, in terms of hurt, but sad for her. By you know the fact that she was going through this to the point where she really you know like expressed it on social media, how did it make you feel? I'm sure you dealt with some of it growing up, and what do you tell her in those moments where it's like, for real, all of this because I'm a darker, you know, I got a little more melanin in the next chick, like what is that about? you know
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, when I saw her post, I just knew I said, okay, something had to have transpired today (laughs) and i i definitely need to check in with her um you know just to see if she needs to talk about anything because that's how i i am with all of my children um i want to make sure that they are heard i want to make sure that they're seen Um, i want to make sure that they're talking to me and trying to come up with solutions to whatever problems they have going on versus you know going out on social media and doing something that we'll later regret Um, But I also teach them to to advocate for themselves. And on that particular day, she just felt like that was that was the way that she needed to handle that. And um, when we talked, uh, you know, she was like, "Um, mom, you know, this is something that I see even within my friends group um, that. Uh, the lighter skinned girls, you know, the guys are always saying something or, you know, trying to to be with them. And then she has a she has a friend who's also her complexion and they, you know, pretty much sit back and, and kind of look and just say, well, hey, you know, no one ever wants us because we are dark skin. And I just had to affirm her and let her know that your, your skin is beautiful, you know, and I've been doing that all of her life um, because like you said, growing up, you know, I have those comments of, you know, tar baby, you know, black as night. Um, You have pretty hair. What are you mixed with? (laughs) You know, and I'm like, uh, nothing. Both of my parents are black. And, you know, uh, well, your hair don't belong on your skin tone, you know, just different crazy comments that you would never think (laughs) unless you ask another uh, darker complexed female, and she will pretty much Uh, go in line with you and say yes I've heard those same type of comments and you know as much as we can teach our children to love themselves and all of that we are definitely in a society now where it's powered by social media and people's opinions and and the things that are said and done on social media and it just has such an influence um, over not just our children but adults as well Sometimes. And so we have to, we have to continue to encourage them. We have to continue to put these images out there of representation so that they know that your, your melanin is always popping. You're beautiful, not just for a dark skinned girl. You're beautiful in general. And so I just make sure that I, um, I am always, um, encouraging, encouraging her, uh, because I know and and I hate this, but I know that she's going to to see a lot more of this, especially going into college. And she's getting ready to attend HBCU.
0: Oh, yes. And there will be, you know, for the most part, being at the HBCU will teach her. Um, it's something they do to you at a HBCU. I went to um, FAMU and it's like in the water. I don't know what it is. Yes. But you, you come out of there loving yourself for sure. Oh, Even I though you, know. yes, you do. Even <laughs> though you still will have some people there who say some stupid stuff, but just overall, you come out understanding the beauty that is black, what, whatever the shade. Um, so that will be a blessing to some degree. And, and I think yes. it's interesting. When I look at pictures of you, Zaria, I would not, I would not, describe you as darker skin like i i guess that's what gets me to like all of that stuff to me is so um i don't know subjective like i look at pictures of you and i'm thinking i don't think she's but maybe a shade darker than i am in yeah. that. like <laughs> i'm just <laughs> like, oh i don't God. know like do you ever look down and go for real like when i think yeah. darker skin like i'm thinking much darker like i'm like this she's really not that not that it matters, but it just fascinates right. me. <laughs> like, who decides? Like, has that ever really? Have you ever looked down, Zari, and thought, "Really though?" Know, like, there are some people way darker than I am. Like, how have you ever looked down and just thought, "Well, how are we determining?" I, I, well, I guess what are they basing it on? Maybe I don't. I don't know what they're basing on. Cause I look at pictures of you and I'm thinking, if I put my arm next to
2: hers, <laughs> I hear that like, I'm not that dark-skinned a lot, but then again, I I feel like I'm dark-skinned because, I don't know, but I feel like I'm dark-skinned, and I feel like people might see me as dark-skinned because of the way that my family looks. Like, my mom is not is lighter than me, and every all my siblings are lighter than me, so I'm the darkest one. So under Raising Cultures,
1: everybody's saying I'm dark-skinned,
2: but in person, a lot of people don't say that. So I'm in the I'm in the middle. I'm just like I guess I'm dark brown, but I also go to a predominantly white school, and they see me as a dark skin because I'm darker than them. If that makes sense?
0: Yeah, I, I that does. I think that's part of it. It's it's like oh well, she's darker than me, so she's dark skinned. Um and um not not that it matters, but. It's just when I look at you, I'm thinking, really, though? No? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I wouldn't describe. But I understand what you're saying. If you're the darkest in your family, then people call attention to that, which, again, I don't know why it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. But um, how has it impacted you when you're out with your sister, who is uh, lighter than you are? And so you and you guys are close to the same age because you both graduated this year, right? Congratulations. And I think you're going to college together, right? Did I get that right? <laughs> yeah, we are going to college together. <laughs> So when people see the two of you together and obviously she is lighter than you are, what are some of the comments that you make and do you sometimes feel like there are stereotypes placed on her because she's lighter skinned because we did talk about that too that sometimes lighter skinned African American or well she's biracial but the world is going to see her as black. Absolutely. Um, for the most part. So does do, are there things that you see that she has to deal with because she is lighter skinned?
2: Um to me, I feel like the well, the way that we kind of go through, like in school, it seems like light skins have to be pretty, like, and ev- to everybody. And I'm pretty sure she feels like she has to maintain that. And I just feel like, Carly, you're pretty either way. But oh. she feels like she has to overdress or you know
1: live up, live
2: up to their standards of life. And they also kind of place on the aspect of bougie or you know. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see
0: what you mean. I think that the stereotype for a lot I'm of lighter skinned yeah, it's like you're supposed to be, you know, you've got this certain air or whatever you or, or they're expecting you to, to be or look a certain because you're lighter skinned, mm-hmm. um, which, is a, which is a lot to live up to. I mean, if you want to have a bad hair day she should be able to have a bad hair day oh, no, or whatever, no. you know, and not feel like she's got to live up to whatever. I see what you're saying. It's that stereotype that when you're lighter skinned, this is how you are. This mm-hmm. is how you should look. Right. And when you're darker skinned, this is what you look like. And so then when they meet a dark skinned girl who's be, I mean, because let's be real, you can be unattractive and be light or dark. I mean, I'm just saying that's true. So, that I mean, I don't, true. I don't really know. So is- You know, the whole. Yeah, the whole you're pretty for a dark-skinned girl just absolutely escapes me. Because if you're ugly, you're ugly, whether you're dark or light. I'm just yeah, saying that, that's the truth. <laughs> you know, just, I'm just being real with you. Um, And so uh, has it ever caused you all to really, Um, I don't know, the not not that it's caused any, a rift between the two of you, but has the fact that you're darker she's lighter has it ever caused you to have to defend her because of something somebody has said that was ignorant or for her to have to defend you because somebody said something that was ignorant because of the color of your skin
2: yeah because um there's a lot of times where people will always just like because she's been around me many times when somebody would say well you're pretty for a dark skin and like after it, she'll probably she'll come up to me she'll be like bro why would that like why would you say that because Carly, like, she's light-skinned, so she don't really go through nothing like how I go through it. So when she sees it, she's, like, she gets more mad than me because she's not used to seeing it or hearing it. So she'd be like, well, why would she, why would they say that to you? Or she'll say something to them, and I'm just like, it's okay. You don't gotta, you don't gotta to <laughs> But I don't think that the comments will ever, like, rip us up as, you know, people. Because we don't, we don't take no comments from what people say to us to the head, for real. We don't think it's that
0: serious. Which is a good way to be, definitely, because I could see um, if you weren't. And Kia, I think this speaks to what you and your husband have instilled in them. That could be really difficult in terms of how she feels about her siblings when she's the darkest of the four children. Absolutely. And people are always making this comment. So just talk to me a little bit about what you say to them as it relates to their skin color and what other people uh, think of your family and those who have really, really dumb comments to make.
1: Okay. Yes, ma'am. So we definitely see, um, a lot of comments. I get a lot of comments on all of our social media platforms, especially when I post, uh, the girls where it would be things like, um, Oh, um, the light skin one is very pretty. Oh, the light skin one has very pretty hair. Oh, I bet you the dark skin one is um, jealous of the light skin one. And, you know, and I, I really feel like these are just maybe trolls sometime. They don't really follow our family for real, um I did make a, a a general post on my uh social media stating that um we don't uh define beauty by the color of our skins um uh, by the color of our skin inside of our home because <laughs> you know i mean i'm I'm never going to put my children in a situation where they feel like oh because I'm lighter i um you know, I have an advantage or because I'm darker out, I have an advantage. And so it just does not work like that. And unfortunately, social media can be very um, brutal. Um, and so once I put out the post stating that, um, you know, none of my children are, uh, we don't address uh, my children as being prettier than one or, you know, because of their skin color. And I would appreciate it if all my real fans and all of my real supporters would not do that. And ever since then, I've really seen a change in the way that the people who support races and cultures for real um, have interacted with the page, but then you always have those people that are just coming on and, you know, will say ignorant comments like that. So, um, and I know that. And so therefore I have to make sure that when we are having, and we have conversations all the time about um, race and, and colorism and, and skin color and, and just the differences and the things that um, are said. And, and I try to make sure that we, encourage them and support them to to always love themselves no matter what um don't go and try to drastically change yourself to meet other people's standard of beauty you are beautiful just the way way that you are and i treat my sons the exact way and and so you know i just fear that it'll be a it'll be a certain situation when Aiden and and Princeton are here by them you know when the girls go off to college and I have Aiden and Princeton one who's Caucasian and one who's biracial and they're brothers and then they also come up and start seeing uh racism and colorism for what it is you know and even though Aiden is um a lighter complected um chat boy um Uh, Princeton is white and so he's even lighter I mean you know what I'm saying (laughs) and so it's just one of those things that um we'll always have to constantly make sure that our children are um affirmed in who they are and just kind of stand firm um in knowing that you know I have to love myself even if no one else loves me or even if no one else likes me or appreciates the color of my skin I do
0: and you know, I hadn't thought about that until you said it. Aiden is lighter skinned, but his brother is white. And so then <laughs> there'll be the comparison with that in terms of color. Oh my God. That's yes. wow. Yes. I mean, and you and you would never think that because he's light, like who would ever think of him as dark? You know what I mean? Yes. And then again, I, I don't know why they think Zari is dark. So hey, right, but when right. you compare it to your youngest who's white, it's gonna be like, oh, the darker wow. That, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I'm trying to prepare too, too.
1: For, for all aspects, you know, um, because I just try to anticipate things that's going to happen because, it, you know, nothing ever, uh, it's nothing new up under the sun. People are going to people, you know, <laughs> and so I just kind of try to prepare, you know, myself and my family. Now, I haven't said anything to them because right now they're still, you know, young, but I know the older they get and things that they may run into, I'm trying to prepare myself for that in the event that it does happen.
0: Right, just so they can be ready for sure. Yeah, um, I could see that. Well, I didn't even thought thought about that till you said it. <laughs> uh, Zaria, I wanna ask you this question and then Kia, I'll ask you to respond also. One of the things that I thought was interesting in the post, and I guess, um, Zaria, you had already maybe kind of peeped this out. And if you could talk about it a little bit, you told your mom to just do a quick poll of her social media and the photos and look at the engagement when it related to, the children to you guys when she posted you all when it was maybe you by yourself versus you with your siblings etc what had you noticed and then Kia asked you to comment i really just
2: um when i was well we were just looking at the page and i was telling her like the engagement is just less for me and i'm it's it's just cuz i'm dark skinned though and they just get more likes and stuff and get more compliments and all that good stuff but you know
1: you saying to like your siblings mm-hmm.
2: they do They do what they do. But, you know, know, I'm kind of used to it, but I don't think you should get used to it Mm -hmm. as like a person. But it's kind of just the world we live in. So.
0: (laughs) And Kia, had you noticed that before she said anything to you um, that it looked like the engagement for um, your other three children was different and and higher, perhaps, than if you just had Zaria by
1: herself? Um, I, you know, because all of my children are like the apple of my eye, <laughs> you know, we're partial, you know, when you post things and you're just trying to post accomplishments or different things or whatever, I really never noticed, um, that and when she brought it to my attention I made sure that I went back and kind of looked at it and um and there was a difference it it really was and even sometimes under the picture under if she was on the picture by herself it would be comments like um um well um where's uh Carly or where's Aiden or where's Prince and like um you know versus when I went back and looked at some of the comments under their pictures and it was like oh he's so handsome or oh she's so beautiful or different things like that so it wasn't like they were concerned or asking about other siblings when, when my other children are by themselves. But a lot of the times they were at, they would ask where, you know, and I tried and I hate saying that I tried to justify it. Like, okay, was Zarya is my biological daughter and the other three are, you know, adopted or, or Princeton is Caucasian. And most of the, most of the time when people come to the page, they're, Looking for that aspect or, um, you know, well, he is younger. Princeton is younger, so maybe they do. But I had to check myself and say, OK, these are her real feelings and I want to make sure that her feelings are, you know, validated by me saying, OK, well, I see what you're saying and I will address it very swiftly. Um you know, or whatever. And I always give my children the option to tell me no. Like, if you don't want to be posted on social media, I want to make sure that I honor um, your feelings by not. Um, anytime I post something, anytime I'm getting ready to go live, um, you can ask my children. I always ask them, are you okay with being on camera? Um, if you don't, then just say that. Um, I, are you okay with me posting this post? If not, I won't post it. Um, just so they, they know that they they don't have to be put out there for public scrutiny because you know of course once it's out it's out and it's really i mean you can delete it but no telling who's shared it who's green it who's you know um once it's out there it's just pretty much out there and you always tell people okay well my, you can you can mind your business but once you put things on social media it's always up to somebody's public opinion You know, um, but we're we're always looking to um, to change the narrative and and hopefully something that we've said or done on social media can start changing people's minds and hearts. And just, you know, trying to navigate the world in a in a better, safer place for people to to be able to um, live without experiencing um, these hateful and ignorant and rude comments. I agree with you. And I think that it's
0: um, so sad that, you know, social media has become such a part of our lives, especially with the pandemic. It was a great way. I know you talked about part of the reason why you started it was it was in the beginning. It was a great way for family to be able to keep up with what you guys were doing. And then it just kind of grew from there. And social media is such a part of our daily lives. But it's like people think that it's just okay for them to say whatever, you know, like we've lost the sense of every thought that you have you don't need to express. <laughs> like, you right. know, it's just some stuff. It's just better should... left unsaid. Yeah. And I, I think that we've lost that that sense of that and how our comments impact other people. Um, and Zaria, I noticed you said that you are used to it, but that you don't think you should have to get used to it. When do you think you started noticing that there was a difference in the comments or in the engagement for you versus your siblings?
2: Uh, maybe about like a year ago.
0: Once the pandemic started, oh yeah, I could see that as more people were paying attention. Maybe Pay because attention. of the pandemic, yeah, yeah. And as you get ready to prepare to go off to what HBCU are you guys going to? Where are you
2: going? No, Shawana Central University. Okay, <laughs> then. Okay, so
1: Eagle, Eagle Pride. I know,
0: I know. Right had that Eagle Pride. Hey, I'll just go with you because it's the HBCU. You know, it's not famu, but I understand. <laughs> I will not take it personally. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) As you get ready to go off to school, you and your sister will be going together. Um, What are you hoping that um, you will gain, not just an education, but from having the experience of attending an HBCU
2: with your sister? Culture, like our culture. Because we've been, well, I've only been going to PWI's main.
1: Predominantly white (laughs) schools, yeah. I didn't (laughs)
2: Yes. Well, I just want to learn like more culture because we don't really have that much here. (laughs) And it's fine to call them
0: PWIs, girl. That's what we call them. I did. Yeah, yeah. we call them PWIs, girl. I did a whole we did an entire podcast on that. And we talked about, you know, like I had one friend who wished that if she had it to do over again, she would go to HBCU. She felt like she lost a lot uh, by attending a PWI um, a predominantly mm-hmm. white institution. So it's fine. child. That's what we refer to them as. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So it will be fun for you to get that culture because you will get that at HBCU, baby. They will teach you. I yes, know. they will. You they don't do anything else. That um, is so true. It's very true. Uh, Zaria, before we close, with both of you, but I'll start with you, Zaria. Um, tell me um, a little about how, and, and your mom and I talked about this a bit, but it would be interesting to get the perspective um from you as one of the siblings. I know you, we talked about how there are times when you guys go out with your brothers especially your youngest brother and people assume that maybe the little baby was kidnapped <laughs> or you know, no, know that your mama is the nanny mm-hmm. all of that, right? How does that make you feel and have you ever Uh, said to somebody this is my brother this should not be weird to you like how do you handle it when because I know she talked about how sometimes you guys let's say it's school shopping time right so you may be in and out of two or three stores you may stop for lunch and it may be seven or eight times that somebody stops and asks some dumb question or somebody decides I'm gonna call the police because clearly this baby was kidnapped how do you handle it and what have you sometimes said back to those who felt the need to dip in y'all business
2: uh, honestly, I just be like, I'll be ready to say something because uh, I know everybody know that I'm the one that, that I'm the child that's going to say something. Everybody know that. So I just be ready to say something because like, I just feel like you should like, if you just please go mind your business, like if you don't, you don't got to know now, shoot, is just fine. I just be ready to just smack him. I don't know, but I just be, I be trying to mind my business. But I came not of my business because they so busy worried about our business.
0: I can believe that because I, I, I saw a um, video that you posted, Akia, uh, and it was this woman like, uh, That's your, you, you, you his teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 his teacher. How, how you, It was like, Are you for real? You, how you know him? You know right. him? <laughs> and just canceling. Really? Are you really asking these questions? I'm <laughs> sorry. Oh, what is one instance? Where you guys were out and somebody said something or called the police or what have you, that really has stuck with you the most.
2: Um, well, it wasn't really out, but I was at school and my teacher was asking about um the basketball game because well, my brother was like a month old, I think, and she was at the basketball game and she seen him. So the next day at school, she was asking like a billion and one questions, and it affected me long term because uh, I didn't want to tell her because. He wasn't even adopted yet, so we couldn't tell her much. And um, it wasn't her business, so I told her it wasn't her business. And then she took it out on me, and she gave me a C because she didn't want to help me anymore, basically. So I just struggled in math class, and that was stick with me forever because she messed up my GPA. I had a 4.2; after her class, it dropped down to a 3.2. And
0: I will tell you for all of y'all listening, if y'all don't think some of these teachers uh, take stuff out on your kids. I'm here to tell you, <laughs> you oh, to, yeah. yeah I yeah, I could see that type of stuff because you don't wanna tell her your personal business about your family first of all, why is she questioning you if you got a question ask
1: ask my mama for real yeah that, that particular um incident that she's speaking about, um Carly had a basketball game we 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 was at Carly's basketball game, and the teacher approached us um, and you know she was very friendly, um she was smiling and um. Princeton, he was a very sickly child. And I I, this is even before COVID, but I didn't really want a lot of people, you know, handling him and touching on him. And I mean, that's just like any mother with her baby. And the teacher, um, you know, she just kept persisting like, oh, you know, um, is is that is that your son is he and and she's trying to look over in the blanket and I'm like yes he is and she was trying to ask um questions then and I you know just kept saying I well I'm here to enjoy my um my daughter's basketball game if if you don't mind and so she was like okay you know she kind of walked off and that was that and so the next day when I got a call from the school um stating that Zari was very disrespectful and she was gonna um tell her softball coach to to take her out the game and I mean it was just a mess and I was like what because I had never gotten that type of call before from the school and so it was just very concerning and um, you know, she was telling me this uh story about how Zari was being very disrespectful. And once I got the full story from Zari, I was like, okay, no, let me let me call a meeting with the school, um, because um, she asked you, well, isn't he white? Um, she don't have to give you any information. You're not there to to learn information about her family life her personal life of course my child was in foster care at the time and so we can't disclose a lot of those uh, type of um or that type of information about him and so you know you kept pressing and then when she said mind your business then you got upset and for the rest of the year it was just like you know okay well Zari had me called to the office so I'm just not going to um pretty much help her (laughs) in math anymore. And so, you know, we tried to get Zari switched out of the class. It was too late in the year. And and then she ended up with a a low grade, which was really her only C in the entire four years. This was her freshman year of high school and it was her only C uh, for the four years.
0: And, you know, hey, I'm not saying all teachers, but I'm just saying that somebody who was in education, there are times when you know, they take out their little whatever on students and right. Um, you know, especially in a case like, and it's interesting, you have to be very careful with the jargon. And I'm so glad that of course you recognize that. Oh, like I had them tell me <laughs> once that my daughter destroyed school property. Now, when you hear that, you're mm-hmm. thinking what? So then when I said, well, what did she do? I guess they don't ever expect you to ask this like a black parent, not to, right. supposed to take your word for it. So mm-hmm. I said, well, what did she do? The child broke a pencil in half. I said, Are y'all for real, let me buy y'all a box of pencils. She can break a them pencil. all. Like no, no. a pencil. My right. baby snapped a pencil in half and y'all wrote her up and said that she destroyed school property she wow snapped a pencil in half you lucky she didn't throw the pencil at you is all i'm saying
1: <laughs> right
0: um but okay. yeah so it's it's interesting that um you know it's like oh she was very disrespectful because she doesn't want to share her personal business with you um which i think is um it's very telling that she felt like she had the right to know all of that, which exactly. she doesn't like. <laughs> so, exactly So um, Kia, tell me a little bit about an instance that stuck with you, um, wh- cause I know it happens to y'all all the time. And like I said, I saw the one that you recorded where it was like, for real, you you're really asking me if right. I know him? Um, what was a time that really stuck with you um, where people were in your business or maybe called the police when you're out with your children?
1: Yeah. You know, it was, it was so, so many times and occasions. Um, and you know, I guess I would say some of the times that I have had the police called on me, but this particular one, um, was, um, he was, he was a baby. He was in foster care and our foster care supervisor at the time, she gave us a, a voucher for clothing and, um, we went to the store that the voucher was for to purchase the clothing items. And, um, the, the clerk that was checking us in, of course we had to give her the paperwork clearly states that he is, um, he is in foster care and, um, his plan will, you know, soon move to adoption. And so she was taking me around the store and she had, um, had a friendly conversation with me, uh, stating that, um, stating that, uh, Oh, you know, you guys are going to be such a great family for him. Oh, that's so sweet. This is the thing, best thing that I've seen all day. And oh, she was just so nice. And then I got a phone call um, from my foster care supervisor saying that um, someone is interested in adopting him. Um, if his plan moves to adoption and I was like, okay, I'm thinking, you know, family or, um, something like that. And then when she told me that it was the clerk from the store, I was like, really? After we, you know, I told her that if his plan moved to adoption, that I would be, um, you know, that we would be. Considering adopting him and that, you know, he's a part of our family and, you know, and and even her saying, you know, oh, wow, you know, you guys will be great as a family. You're going to be so, you know, such good parents for him. It's going to be awesome. Then she turned around and contacted the supervisor behind my back thinking that because she was Caucasian, that she would be a better fit. Because this is what the the letter to my supervisor said, that she would be a better fit for him than an African-American family. And it was at that exact moment that I that I said, okay, I think that that Houston, we have a problem. (laughs) You know, I think that um, people are not going to really like this. And I better start preparing myself for the, the fallout now, you know, but it's no way that you're going to get my son, lady. Nice try, though. So, you know, while I've had a lot of things where people in public have accused me of this and that, I think that was one of the. The things that will forever stick with me only because I it it scared me to think that we have these racist systems and foster care. It's a lot of it's a lot of systemic racism that happens. And it only took one person to agree with her for him to be with her right now. That could have changed our whole trajectory of our family. And it it just, I mean, I think that 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 scared me. It scared me as a mother to lose my to think of to even think of losing my son um the only family that he's ever known and it scares me as a human just thinking that people are that cruel to feel like um just because we are a different race that we can't all still be family and so it's just it it, it just broke my heart it was very disheartening
0: girl i was over here with my mouth open i <laughs> and, yeah. and I, I and i guess what gets me is were you Thinking about adopting before this, so like now you are gonna be a great mom because you white. Like I'm thinking, well, were you were you interested in adopting before today? Exactly. You're just gonna be better at it because he's white. I wow. Yeah. Yeah. And to put that in writing, to be comfortable enough to say, I would be a better fit for him because I'm white (laughs) than an African. Like you wrote that down. Yes. Oh wow. Mm Yeah, I don't know what I thought you were going to say, but that wasn't it. <laughs> I thought maybe it would be when the police were called or something I that. that was, wow. I wasn't yeah.
1: expecting that. And you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, I can kind of control those situations with just the, the the flick of my paperwork, you know. Um, the police is called. I'm like, yeah, I'll wait on them. Here, go to paperwork. Thank you. Now, mind your business, racist, okay? <laughs> but in that situation, like, it could have been uh, very, it could have very well led to us you know, lose because once the kid come up for adoption, despite them being in foster care, um, they are also um, anybody's out um, able to um, say that they want to adopt the child and and can be considered. And so that that probably was the the, the scariest or the most eye opening thing that has happened.
0: Yeah, and I and you know as a former foster parent, I know the feeling. It's like I've had this baby. Since he was born, and mm-hmm. now you and I'm telling you that I want that we want to adopt. You've been in my home, you know that he's loved. Right. And then somebody can just come along and say, "Well, because I'm white and he's white, this makes better sense." Right. Like, yeah. That wow. Like I said, I wasn't expecting you to say that. That's that mm-hmm. that what I was expecting, but that was not it. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Uh, I really appreciate mm-hmm. you guys. Before we go, though, I want to ask you, Zaria. For other girls who are darker skinned and even darker than you, sis, because I keep saying in my book, <laughs> I don't understand. But for darker skinned girls who have to deal with the, oh, you're pretty for a dark skinned girl, or I'm sure they, oh, you got such good hair to be so dark, or all of those things, or even the people who say, I just prefer, that's my preference. What do you say to those girls who are living that every day? What advice would you give them?
2: I'll say, you're the bomb and love your like just love your skin. Be comfortable in it. You know, represent us like I thank the people that represented us before me cuz I wouldn't be here if it were not for them. So just keep loving your skin and be comfortable in your own skin cuz you're beautiful. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you, ma'am. I think that's a perfect way to end. I thank both of you for being my guests today. Uh, if there's anything you want to hear us talk about on In My Shoes Today, you know what to do. You can hit me up at KDT at In my Shoes today.com. Again, that is KDT at In my Shoes today.com That's all the time we have for today. And so until the next time, be blessed.